0: Camper friends and family, we welcome you to the latest edition of the Camp Wire podcast. With a highly anticipated strategic plan setting the table for future success of summer camp, we have the opportunity to speak with the man who is instrumental in putting it together. He is the former director of Camp Siegel, the former executive vice president of camping services for the YMCA of the Triangle area through Raleigh to Durham, North Carolina, he currently serves as the chief operating officer of the American Campus Association, all while being a devoted fan of the NC State Wolfpack. We welcome to the show the man, the myth, the legend himself, Henry DeHart. Henry, how you doing? I'm
1: doing good. That's good. You got that last one in. That's important.
0: <laughs> I had to We're keep that a little bit Basketball season. So. <laughs> yeah, you guys are off to a good start. You're better than uh, yeah, so North far. Carolina we'll so see. far. That's good. That's yeah, good. we got uh, Auburn.
1: We got Auburn coming up, so we'll see about that.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully you guys will come out on top then.
1: Yeah, so thanks, uh, thanks for um, making some time. I'm excited to talk about the strategic plan. I, I'm hopeful that some people are interested in hearing a little more detail and, and potentially getting involved. We'll have lots of opportunities for that. I appreciated your earlier shout out. I certainly was at the table when a lot of this work happened, but I by no means did the heavy lifting. Um, our board <laughs> did a ton of work. We had a strategic planning committee. Our CEO, Tom, you know, was heavily involved, our board chair. So those, those guys did the hard work. I, I was there uh, um, taking notes and making sure uh, um, it was all getting put in the right place. So, uh, but we've got a great product, and I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Hey, you heard it here first, folks. He's a, he's a humble man. He's a humble man. <laughs> um, well, we'll just go ahead and dive into the uh, the questions here. I know a lot of people are either, like you said, really interested in what the strategic plan is. Uh, for people who might be new to American Camp Association, it might be something that might have been a little bit overwhelming for them to see at first. So we hope that this kind of puts everything in the layman's terms and lays it all out for people to understand and the impact that um, we hope to uh, get from this strategic plan. So uh, I guess for those unfamiliar with what the strategic plan is, can you kind of give us a general overview of what it entails?
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely. So if, um, you know, we are trying, our staff has been out there trying to um, show up at as many events as we can and walk through the plan and be there in person to ask questions. We recognize or answer questions. We recognize that, um, you know, there's no way we can get to the majority of our members or the other people that may engage with us. And so if you go to our website and just put strategic plan in the search box there, you can find the whole strategic plan there. It's downloadable. So I encourage folks to do that, but just to give you a high level. So this is a five year strategic plan. um, And uh, you know, as, as all, strategic plans are. We expect it to be fluid. Mm -hmm. So as we learn and things happen and change on the ground, you know, we'll continue to adapt it as we move forward and we'll keep people um, up to date on that. If you're a member and you're on ACA Connect, we will be pushing out information on that. And if you're not, I encourage you to be. There's lots of good information there. and we'll put stuff on the website. Um, and then at the end of five years, I, I don't expect by any means uh, this work will be done. And so we'll take a look at everything and probably go through a similar process and set, set our site on the next five, five years. So we've got some ambitious goals that are outlined in the plan. And so the way the plan is structured is there are four overarching goals. And let me just, I'm gonna walk through those real quickly, um, if that sure. makes sense. Absolutely. Right. So the first goal is um, um, to, for ACA to be a leading voice um, for camp as a critical youth education and developmental experience. And so this is, you know, this is a, a broad audience goal. We want the world to know that camp is not just recreation. Um, it's not, certainly not childcare. It is um, a fundamental educational experience and a developmental experience. And there's a lot of research coming out now saying that what today's kids will need to be successful um, is exactly the types of things they get at camp. So how can we have our big bullhorn and help uh, um, spread that message and um, um And help people understand what ACA's role is in that and and how we're supporting camps and engaging with a broader group of camps. So that's the first goal. The second overarching goal is to expand the reach, relevance, and equitable access to camp. So if we are successful with the first goal and lots of people understand the real true benefits of a camp experience, um, we want them to have a, an opportunity to have a camp experience. We want to expand the number of folks that are engaging in camp right now in any way that we can. And so that's the second goal. The third goal is for ACA to be a champion of quality in camp. And so once, once people arrive at camp, and all four of these goals have an equal priority, but you see the audience kind of stair steps down. We want to tell the world about camp and, and then... We want a, the, a, a, a group, we want to expand the group, expanding and uh, engaging in camp. And then once you get to camp, we get to this third goal, which is about, you know, lifting up and supporting camps as, so that they can provide a quality experience. And there are lots of ways that we go about doing this. You know, our, our accreditation is a, is a, a foundational um, aspect of that, you know, it's the the, the basics uh, in health and safety in camp. It's really the only national standards around that. And so that's, you know, that's the starting point of quality is uh, meeting those foundational goals. But then how do we uh, provide uh, training and um, uh, professional development so that uh, uh, Camp professionals can learn from each other can understand best practices, um, some new and innovative things going on that they can take advantage of and then we're really excited about you know having some research um, uh, re- research informed tools about total quality improvement that it can be applied to camp in a in a um, in a way that makes sense and is not cumbersome so that's all about. Providing a quality experience. And then the fourth goal is really an inward looking goal. You know, it's looking at, at uh, ACA and how do we accelerate organizational growth and sustainability. And, I, the, you know, the, the timing is right for this. Uh, ACA has gone under, uh, undergone a, a significant amount of changes in the past five years. Um, with a significant change in our service delivery model. And and then um, uh, our longtime CEO retired and we went through leadership transition. But all of that dust has settled right now. And so this goal is about saying, okay, what's working well? What's not working well? How do we grow the organization so that we have the resources to achieve these other three ambitious goals? And part of that is about uh, um, finding the right folks to help. Part of that is about making sure that, that um, we are recruiting and training and engaging our volunteers in um, a really high-quality way. Most of what ACA does happens through volunteers, and so that needs to be robust. So four overarching goals. There's ten strategic priorities. I won't walk through all of those, but I encourage you to go online and look at those. and And uh, really, many of those strategic priorities uh, support more than one of the goal, but we've aligned them with the goal that they they most support, just for organizational purposes. And and so that's kind of the structure of the plan. That's what we're after. We think it it sets some um, some ambitious targets. Like I said, I don't think we we'll, we think we'll be done in five years, but we think that uh, we hope that we've moved the ball significantly and we can look around at the changing landscape and and see what our new priorities need to be.
0: That's perfect. I really appreciate that. And thank you for walking us through the four overarching goals and, uh, you know, touching on, if you're, if you're interested in learning more about those goals or the 10 priorities, like Henry said, that's available on the website to download the strategic plan. Uh, just something to kind of read through if you're interested in kind of diving into that a little bit more. So I appreciate that, Henry. Thank you. Our next question is, when did the process of building the strategic plan begin and when will that plan be in full effect?
1: Yeah, so, I, you know, it formally began last October, October 2018. The board um, officially uh, voted to pursue the strategic planning process and hired an outside consultant, org-centric. There's uh, some on the website and our strategic planning uh, um, Page area um, about org centric. So it officially, you know, they, they kind of fired the, the starting gun in October. Lots of work went up to get us to that point and ready. So I don't think it began then, but that's when it officially began. And then we took um, uh, a significant amount of time. There, there, was, there was some initial fact finding and reviewing of documents and interviewing of staff uh, at the end of last year. But then the consultants really turned their attention to engaging with our various stakeholders. And we have a lot of different stakeholders with ACA, and and they wanted to be thorough and thoughtful about how they did that. So they did individual interviews, they did focus groups, they went to a significant number of our conferences and engaged with people, um, listened to some key sessions so they understood the landscape and had uh, um, individual interviews and group focus groups. And we had a strategic planning committee that was working all along with them, um, and our director of research helped them to make sure they were getting the best input from the field. You know, the people we are trying to serve to define how we can best do that and what we should be doing to best support them. And then kind of late spring, uh, uh, the strategic planning committee worked with org and we came up with a presentation for the board, and uh, the board uh, voted to adopt the plan in late June. And um, so the staff, you know, knowing most of our members were off delivering a program in one of their core seasons in the summer, we spent some time um, acclimating to the plan, understanding it, creating a structure to implement the plan, and, and really identifying our first priorities. This is an ambitious plan and we can't do it all at once. So we had to take some time and get that right, and and in the uh, early fall, the board affirmed our initial priorities, and now we're off to the races. We are planning. We've got planning groups that have working been working mostly internally, but after the first of the year, we're going to turn um, to our outside stakeholders and start to get input on those plans, uh, and and it's interesting you know we're kind of building the plane while we're flying it, mm-hmm. while we've been doing the. This- Planning, there are initiatives that are ongoing that support the plan. And so it's not linear where we, we have to wait and get all the planning done before we start. There's lots of work going on right now. So we're kind of off and running. Um, and, you know, we'll we'll continue. We think it'll be an iterative process where, you know, we, we plan, uh, we implement we get new data, and then we plan some more, and see what the next step is. And so we expect about 12 or 18 months at most of these first priorities, mm-hmm. and then we'll begin some of those second priorities. But things on the ground change. You know, we may have uh, we may receive funding that that accelerates some of the the priorities, and we may have um, external obstacles that have us rearrange. So it'll be very fluid, and we look forward to to connecting with our members and uh, keep, keeping them informed and letting them know how that's going.
0: That's exciting. It's, it's great to hear that things are already underway and that you know um, we won't have to wait long, if not at all, uh, to see some yep. of the things that come out of it. So go, kind of going back to the origin of the strategic plan, I'm kind of curious, why did the leadership find a need for this strategic plan in the first place?
1: Sure. Yeah. Great question. Um, first and foremost, because it's been a while since we've done that. Um, we, we had a uh, the 2020 plan and a lot of the work in the 2020 plan got us to today. And and all the hard work that came out of that in the roll-up of ACA and the organizational, the change in the organizational structure has allowed us to be in the position to take on such an ambitious plan. So so the timing was where right. it, it it was one of the reasons. Um, uh, I think a second major region is um, that some of that institutional change had had settled. So our CEO, Tom Rosenberg, is in his third year now. Um, uh, um, a lot of our, our local regions have, have adjusted and adapted to the new structure, and we believe that that's um, – that that's all working well and so now we have the bandwidth to do this and we have enough learning to understand how how we can improve upon um, this new structure. So so the transition had slowed down and settled and, and, and now we can leverage that. And then I think the third major reason is there's this real awareness that there's a growing understanding of um, camp and a camp experience. Uh, camp people have gotten this for a long time. So, So we understand this, it's why we choose to do this uh, um, professionally, is the incredible impact of CAMP. But there's been an acceleration of uh, outside and partner organizations really understanding CAMP as an educational experience and as a core developmental experience. Mm -hmm. And um, the strategic plan is meant to give us the focus and the direction so that we can take advantage of what's happening right now with this growing understanding. Uh, so so I think those are the three main things I would say is is the time was right. We had been far enough through transition that, that had settled and we had bandwidth and, and we could leverage those changes. And then we wanted to take advantage of what was changing out there in the field and an understanding of valuing of camp. And so we think it's a really exciting time to be in this space. And, and we think that the strategic plan will help uh, uh, make sure we take advantage of that and leverage that opportunity.
0: That makes perfect sense. And I love how proactive um, ACA is being and implementing that. So that's, that's amazing. Thank you. So you mentioned, you talked a lot about the strategic planning committee whenever you're building the strategic plan. Who else were some of the key stakeholders in the process of building the strategic plan? Maybe um, people within ACA or people who are kind of instrumental in building that?
1: Well, it um, uh, it had to start with the board. So the board had to recognize that this was a need and that this would be beneficial. And Tom our Rosenberg, our CEO, um, also recognized that. So they were absolutely on the same page there. So you know it starts there. But absolutely, our members are our critical stakeholders, and that seems like one group. But uh, one of the wonderful things about this industry. Is that um, there's a rich variety of camps? So there's overnight and there's day camp. There are generalist camps. There are specialized camps. There are travel camps. There there are um, um, uh, camps that are are targeting specific needs. You know, so you have uh, bereavement camps and you have camps for people with um, special medical conditions, and you have uh, camps provided for people who have a parent deployed. So, so to say our membership as a stakeholder is to minimize the understanding that it's really a whole bunch of different stakeholders that look and feel differently. So, so it was really important going through this that we had a broad enough reach in, in getting input into the strategic plan that it was reflective of all the variety of those stakeholders. So, you know, I think that the whole plan is built around that, is our members and the general public, and some of what we do is a service to the general public, and we have people engage with us that are not direct members, so we acknowledge that in the plan, too. Um, But, you know, as you roll that up, then we couldn't do anything we do without our volunteers out there in the field. Our our standards volunteers that do accreditation visits, all of the volunteers with the local councils of leaders that put on our our many and numerous educational and networking events. You know, volunteers um, cross everything that we do. So that's a whole other stakeholder group. And again, it's probably a series of different stakeholder groups. Um, and, then, and then the staff, um, uh, the ACA staff and our affiliate staff are very important parts, and we made sure that they had a voice in this process. And, and then, the, you know, I said it before, but, but there was an acknowledgement that as a 501c3, we have an obligation to serve the general public. And that is probably the stakeholder group that we had the, the least amount of direct input because it's everybody, right? It's, it's very complicated, and what the strategic plan did it was acknowledged that there's more work to be done in engaging with that group. Um, so it was really the, the the members and the people in the camp industry and and our volunteers and our staff and it all started with the board. So lots of different stakeholders. And I didn't even mention um, we've got business partners. We've got uh, mission-aligned um, strategic partners. Those are all, and we also involved uh, those at various levels to make sure that they had a voice into this process as well.
0: It makes me feel good knowing that there's a lot of different voices involved, so that's excellent. Thank you. So whenever y'all were putting all this together, what were some of the challenges that you faced building the strategic plan?
1: yeah, so so you know, I think we just outlined two of them. One is there are so many different types of camps, and we we want to make sure that we are doing all we can to support all of them, and that the complexity of that is challenging, and that certainly showed up in in the um in the development of the plan and and if you look beyond just the field of camp and camp operators, so many other stakeholder groups. You know, I didn't, I didn't. You can split a lot of what I talked about earlier into even finer uh, um, uh, segments, and and I didn't go there. But the variety and breadth of the stakeholders is uh, was another uh, a major. Um, challenge, And I think that, that uh, the way that the board and, and our consultants structured this, it took some time, but they did a really good job of trying to represent all of that. And what that leads to, not surprisingly, is um, there's a lot in the plan. And so, you know, one of the major challenges is um, narrowing there's so much good work to be done. How do we narrow the focus? And you may look at that, and I've actually had people look at the plan and say, huh, what did you guys leave out? It (laughs) doesn't look like you left much out. And certainly there were some decisions there, but I think if you look further in the plan, you see what it does is it gives us alignment within the different um, strategic areas for maximum impact. And so I think the real focusing comes from um, um, aligning this all towards a clear purpose. And I think so. I so I do think that that the strategic plan will help us understand um, what we should focus on and how to organize and prioritize things better than it may look like when you first see it. Uh, but that that was a that was a major challenge, and, and and now the challenge as we're in implementation is to fund it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, cost money, to do all of this stuff, and we want to be very good uh, stewards of our resources. And parts of the plan lead us to this, but we're now eagerly looking um, for opportunities, not only to grow our membership, which is one way that you fund. And we certainly hope that that happens. We'd love to see a broader group of camps. um accredited and, you know, is the only national standards in health and safety in camping. We think it makes a ton of sense with what's going on in, in the, um, the youth serving organization world right now around youth safety. It makes a lot of sense to have a, a third party outside organization like us endorse the practices you have around health and safety. Um, but that's not the only way. By growing our members and accreditations is certainly not the only way. We We... we Um, See a great opportunity for um, some partnerships um, and and businesses that may want to partner and support the great work that we are doing, Um, mission-aligned organizations that may not have funding but may help us with access to resources or populations that that, um, we may be underserving. So that's another way we bring that. Um, We're we're really excited about um, being very focused on how we uh, raise our philanthropic funding uh, we think that there's an opportunity there as well to support this work, and that that will will support that, um, and and so lots of ways, lots of ways that we're going to have to fund it, and that's part of the plan. But that's that's one of our biggest challenges now is that we're going to have to scale this a, in a way that matches our ability to fund it, and and you know we're off to a good start there, but lots of work to do for sure.
0: Absolutely, I love the quote you said alignment for maximum impact. I'm sure right. that's, yeah. uh, that's, a, that's definitely a pillar to build on whenever that's you're right. dealing with yeah. a, a scope as large as what we're dealing with. So I love that. So uh, how does the strategic plan affect individual ACA members and accredited camps going forward?
1: Um, well, lots of ways. Um, one is we hope that, that they will want to be involved in it. So there will be a lot of opportunities to be involved directly. There really haven't been a ton up until now, but I think everybody will find that um, come first of the year, there are going to be emerging opportunities. And so hopefully people will want to, 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 um, to get involved and help shape where all of this heads. That, that's one way that it can be, uh, affect them. I believe that it will help ACA uh, to, to deliver our programs and services the most effective that we can. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe there'll be a direct benefit for those folks that are engaging with us, our members and other folks who are, are engaging in our events and our education. Uh, we believe that that the quality and our ability to provide those services in a meaningful way will be strengthened. So that that hopefully that's great news for everybody. Um, If there there are thousands of people that volunteer with us, we strongly believe that uh, this strategic plan will help strengthen their engagement, you know, how we are recruiting, training, supporting, listening to those volunteers so that they can do the jobs that they're, they're excited about doing to help ACA to then help the really the field of camp is where it's focused, and so that volunteer experience is core to this plan. And, and I think that people who are volunteering um, will will look and uh, have a will feel um, look and feel different for them. And I think that will be great. Uh, I think we'll have a, a strengthened ability to bring partners to the table, and we've already. We've already seen that a little bit with with uh, uh, a bold new strategic plan. We've had a number of folks that say, hey, we'd love to have conversations with you guys about how we can support the great work that's happening out there in camp. So that's exciting, and we expect that that will accelerate as well. So we think that having partners to the table to help us achieve our goals, and some of that's through funding, and some of it is through mission-aligned work, and some of that is through providing resources. Uh, we expect that that to bring those in to support the work that, that's happening out there with our members will be important. And, you know, I, I think that if what we just talked about earlier is ultimately, if we do our job correctly, there'll be more resources to support and improve and extend the great work that's happening in camp. So how do we help support the people delivering camp and um, those that are participating in camp? And then how do we grow that? How do we how do we uh, provide uh, a broader amount of opportunities to engage in, in such a, um, a meaningful experience? So lo- lots of different ways, and I'm, I probably could keep going on, but um, um, I'm as you can tell, I'm a little bit excited about the
0: plan. Yeah, and rightfully so. <laughs> I, I'm sure that camps really appreciate the opportunities to be involved with this, like you were saying, and that you know we're inviting stakeholders to really shape this plan into being what it's gonna be in order for them to get the most direct benefits. So, that's something that camps could probably really appreciate. So, kind of segueing from that, then let's say you're a camp director or somebody. You know, how can people get involved in the implementation? Implement, oh, my word! Implementation of the strategic plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I appreciate your asking that. That's the single um, um, most frequent question we get asked. People seem to be very enthusiastic about the plan, which is great. And and it quickly moves to uh, you know how do we get involved and. Um, the first way that I would say is um, consider volunteering for ACA that, that there are lots of opportunities to volunteer and all of our volunteers, as I said earlier will be impacted. so you know I consider volunteering with ACA. Um, another way is to engage with your local council of leaders So uh, as as um, you and I know but not maybe not everybody knows is the country is divided up into, these local areas and and there are 20 different local areas and there are three affiliates and between the 23 of those groups the the entire country is covered. And so um, I would encourage people to engage with the local council of leaders. They are a volunteer leadership group. The first um, group that we'll go to, to begin to seek um, input and to help them understand the details within the plan will be those local councils of leaders and, and we will look to them for some guidance um, um, and some input. But then we also will begin to put together uh, working groups and task forces to help us with different elements of the plan. And again, we'll look first to our LCOLs to um, to help us identify and pull some of those groups together. And some we may go out to directly. but. The structure of having those volunteer groups is the funnel will probably move that through. And so there'll be a lot of opportunities. Um, and, and we really think that that volunteering directly with us and, and getting engaged with your local council leader and saying, um, hey, um, I'm interested to get involved with ACA. Would love to know what's going on with the strategic plan and how I can help, and they would love to have that conversation with you guys. Certainly you can reach out to any ACA staff and let us know what your direct uh, um, um, interest may be, and we can get you um, funneled in that right direction. Um, um, so, so any of those ways, but, but lots of opportunities, and we hope that people will, will need a lot of help to get all this done. So we hope people will um, step up and say, hey, I'm here. I'd love to be a part of this.
0: Yeah. Like you said, a lot of opportunities ahead. So that's super exciting. Thanks for walking us through that. And then one, one final question uh, that at least I had for you is what, you know, you mentioned this is a five year plan. So what do you hope to see as a result, maybe some changes or things that are different five years down the road?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, at the highest level it kind of goes back and echoes those four goals is, um, You know, at the highest level that there is a broader understanding by the general public about what a camp experience is all about. People understand and they value a camp experience um, and they understand how it helps their children. And we have plenty of adults that engage in camp. Um, The majority of the participants are children, but I don't want to leave out those adults uh, either. So how how does talking about the children, how, how does it help them? Uh, position them, build the skills that they need to be successful ultimately in life and, and, and uh, um, achieve whatever their goals are. A camp experience is lining up uh, um, really importantly in building some of those soft skills uh, or, or the um, workforce skills that um, people like you know the googles of the world and and the tech companies of the world and the gallops who are measuring this are saying that that kids are going to need in in order to be successful in what a new work, workforce will look like so helping to understand what that is about and helping people understand even if you're an adult and engaging experience how that can be beneficial so you know i think at the highest level that would be a, a significant um, achievement if we move the needle on that. I don't know that that work is ever done, but we want to be able to uh, measurably move the needle on that. And and if you're out there helping people understand that, they're going to want to engage in camp. And so uh, having a greater number of people engage in a camp experience is also a significant goal of ours. How do we expand, um, uh, expand the people that are participating in camp? And, and how do we help um, uh, create opportunities that that fit what their needs are and and are culturally relevant and and um, they can be excited about. So we want to see more people participating in camp, and and so that would be another way that that I think we'd say that we were successful. i I, I feel strongly that um, we will measure our success by um, looking at the number of camps that choose to be accredited. Accreditation as a volunteer. Uh, voluntary peer review process, and, and I think that that strengthens it, that people have to decide to do that. But if you look at what's happening in the world and trying to keep our, our uh, youth safe as they engage in, in a variety of youth activities, ACA standards really are the only national standards um, for health and safety. And you, know, you hear a lot and read a lot in the news about whether or not organizations require background checks. Well, background checks is only the starting point for accreditation. You know, The things that are, are built in there to, to help strengthen the safety of our participant go well beyond background checks. And, and so we think that, that, that um, a, a broader number of camps would want to choose accreditation and, and that it, they feel like it's available to them and that it's a doable process. We have some new standards that we just rolled out in 2019. We do that about every five years, and there have been some significant changes to help uh, um, the standards apply to a broader group of of camp activities, out-of-school-time activities. Uh, We've got a great team of people um, uh, on staff who can help hand-walk camps through the accreditation process if they've never been accredited before. So I think we will not be satisfied if we haven't grown the number of people that are accredited. Um, It's just such important work to help keep all these participants safe and and we wanna be a big part of that. Um, And and we're really excited about this idea of quality and how can we help support camps in providing a quality experience. And and we think we have um, a lot of ways that we do that already and we wanna strengthen those. But we also have some really interesting stuff coming out of our research department with the Youth Impact Study, and how we take that and and translate that into actionable um, um, things for camp to use, actionable tools and activities they can do, and and then this idea about continuous quality improvement and how do we make tools that are specific to camp and are are, um, easily delivered in a camp-like setting uh, we think that we'll make a lot of progress there. So we think quality will be a big part of that conversation. So, you know, I, again, it lines up pretty heavily with our four overarching goals, but we want people to understand camp and, and what the benefit of the experience is. We want more people to have an opportunity to attend camp. We want camp experience to be as high as quality as it can. And, and we're figuring out ways to measure each of these different things against our initiative. So I, I think that that, that's the kind of work that you don't finish. Um, so I'm confident that that by um, year five, we'll still have plenty of work to do, but it'll be exciting to see what we've done and figure out what the new priorities and what the new needs are and, and, and then set the next, the next targets for the field. But right now we've got a lot on our plate and we're excited about what's ahead.
0: Absolutely. Exciting is exactly the right word. Um, love to hear that. And I'm really glad that you reiterated this at the end the ways that we're going to measure the impact of the strategic right. plan. Cause obviously, you know, we can come out and talk a big game, but um, at the end of the day, what's the, what's the difference is it going to make? And I love that we can see specific things down the road. That's going to say it's going to show the result of um, what we're trying to implement. So that's really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Henry, did you have any, uh, any closing things that you wanted to add or, or uh, kind of share about the strategic plan?
1: No, well, yes. The, the only other thing that I would add is, you know, we want to welcome people into the process. So if people are interested uh, in getting engaged, they can reach out to us directly. I believe there's a, um, a link on the website. If you, if you want to do that, you can reach out to staff, you can engage with your local councils and leaders. Um, ambitious work, we're going to need lots of hands and lots of passion. And people tend to be passionate about what they're doing in this uh, uh, line of work. And that's one of the things that that I enjoy about it. So we look forward to answering questions, um, looking for opportunities, and, and helping move all this work better, move all this work forward, so we can help make the, the, um, all of those members and folks engaging with us better at delivering these really life-changing experiences to everybody who comes through their gates.
0: I love it. Camp folks, this is our Chief Operating Officer, Henry DeHart with the American Camp Association. Henry, we can't thank you enough for your time today really appreciate,
1: thank, uh, I appreciate the time and let me giving me a platform to talk about this uh, um, as you can tell i enjoy
0: it hey hey you're excited and that makes me excited this is a That's lot of exciting great. news It's great. great it's great so thank you so much
1: all right have a good one
0: thank you again camper friends and family for listening to this latest episode huge thank you to our coo henry DeHart, for taking time out of his day to join the podcast Thank you to the listeners for sticking around with us. We'd love for you to comment what you want to hear about next. Rate us on whatever platform you're using. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our channel. So we'll catch you next time on Campwire.